Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever works for you guys when you're listening to this. My name is Arvind and welcome to episode number 10 of the Three Man Zone podcast, where three mans from Toronto give you the hottest takes on the NBA and of course our hometown team, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, we've had a blockbuster week in the NBA, let's just say that, big trades, big moves, a lot of drama from Houston, from Brooklyn, we have another super team, so a lot to get into and of course, the Raps been going through our little business, not in the most effective way, but... We're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. Uh, once again, thank you for all the love you guys are showing for the podcast, listening to it, following us on social media. We do really appreciate it. But if you're not, please do follow us on social media. Our handle is at 3 Zone on Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. It's up there, clips, tweets, all that. Anyways, we got the usual squad. Unlike last time when we didn't have Nash, we missed you, bro. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was caught up in some fan. stuff, you know what I mean? Shit I happens. <laughs> Shit happens. What's out, man? What's up? What's good, boys? What's good? I'm doing all right. Yo, double digit? We hit double digits on our episodes. We, we made it, boys. We're double digits, bro. Fuck. We in the big leagues now, huh? Yo, we're double digits without our Harden episode. So technically, this is 11, but this is like 10, you know? Right, 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 right. right anyway, <laughs> logistics, logistics, quick thing, whatever. It's all good. Nash, what's up, man? What's up, everybody? I'm back, bitches. <laughs> what's up? Nash is back, back, bitches. <laughs> Woo! Honestly, what? look, look. I, 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 I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying what, what, what the feedback, the, the thousands and thousands of impressions I got from, uh, from our listeners, and they just said they, pref- they, they really liked our last episode. I don't know if something yeah, was different. Yeah. I, I saw, but, I saw this coming. I yeah, saw the, this coming. the general consensus was <laughs> it just, they just said the, the basketball takes were just more logical. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what was different. It, it seemed the same yeah. to. I don't, anyways, anyways, anyways. I might have to roast you, know, you I, quite a bit this episode. Just, <laughs> yeah, just I think I think it's on. I think I'm gonna be refereed. Oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, let's get talking about our hometown team, Toronto Raptors, and our first kind of segment here, the Raptor Zone. So the Raptors, you know, we've had an interesting week, right? Uh, we played four games, two losses, two wins. Not that interesting. Sal, let's get this started, bro. What do you think so far? This was a, this was a, what a week it was, man. Cause, cause we started off the road trip, right? We're, we're in the middle of the road trip now. We're coming off that big dub against the Kings where, you know, last week we're talking about, hey, they look good offensively, you know, maybe... Some sums going on. See, I come looking nice, and you get into these tough games against the Warriors and the Blazers. You know, scrappy games, fourth quarter coming down to the wire, coming down to the very last shot, and uh, Siakam does. Yeah, mm-hmm. both games in a row. Both games kind of come down almost the exact same way, and Siakam does what Siakam always does, and he he spins his smell? way. He oh. spins his way. <laughs> <laughs> to the rim and and insert Beyblade memes, insert fidget spinner memes. Insert Beyblade, let it rip. <laughs> oh man, look yo, oh, I, I, the Warriors one was kind of interesting, right? Because when that play was coming down, I thought back to Game Six of the NBA Finals because Siakam was in the same spot against Draymond Green and he hit a little floater around that same spot around the block to kind of ice that game. So I'm like, oh shit, we're back at it again. It's Siakam. Andre Mond and 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 he's gonna do the same move and we're gonna score and we're gonna win and and Fred Van Vliet is Curry's daddy and and you know I was I was go, I was ready, bro I was ready for all of it and the, he did a spin move but stayed in the same spot and hit like a fadeaway and I I, I don't know <laughs> I just I think he just when he doesn't know what to do he just thinks spin around I don't know that's his, that's his that's his go to and that's what's upsetting but I will say this I feel like that game. Yeah, we can talk about the game winner, but we had no business getting to that position unless it was for Kyle Lowry. We were down the mm-hmm. whole time, big. And the one thing is, we shut down Curry. Curry had like, I think he had like eleven points or nine yeah, points was worst, or something. That was worst game shooting ever, like yeah. of all time. So of yeah, all time, it was yeah. We literally shut him down, but we still couldn't get anything going. And finally, Kyle Lowry was like, you know what? Let me just take carry my carry this team on my back. And we kind of got yeah. to that point where we were supposed to hit a game winner. So I'm not really mad at Siakam for that because we played like shit that whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we shut down Curry, but we had no business being in that game anyways other than for Lowry's heroic. So that is, 
you know, something, yeah, okay, he missed a game winner, but come on, man, there are bigger issues to address. But the other game, though, with the Blazers, oh, my God, like, oh, that was a frustrating one. That was a frustrating one. Yeah, I mean, uh, what can you really do at that point? I mean, the worst part about it was just, like, it's back-to-back games here. You're in the same kind of situation. Obviously, Melo, I feel like every time Melo plays us now with the Blazers, he always ends up killing us somehow. Yeah. He has, like, <laughs> yeah. season highs and stuff. But, yeah, you know, Siakam gets in the same situation. And, like, I don't, I'm not mad at him for spinning all the time. Like, he's probably just really good at that. Probably just, like, force of <laughs> habit now. But at the same time, I just feel like, why can't you just play, like, face up and straight up? Like, you know, just take a shot. Like, why are you making it so hard for yourself, right? Um, and obviously, the fact that it doesn't go in kind of, like, reinforces your thought thinking hey you probably shouldn't have spun um but you know even the last game i was literally <laughs> ever since these memes have been popping up i've been paying attention to like mad devlin when he calls the games every time siakam is a ball the amount of times he says spin siakam is a ball oh, he spun around this way spun. <laughs> i didn't take into account how much siakam actually does spin like he just literally has to spin every possession and that puts him into weird situations where the defenders read that and whenever he gets double teamed he just ends up screwing up a little bit so I don't know, man. I I want him to kind of have a game where he doesn't have to spin all the time. I just feel like it's overkill at some point. But I, I think I think it, oh, oh, look look that's his best move, right? That's that that historically has been his best move. He gets to the rim and he he has a nice yeah. touch around the rim. I get that, yeah. but I think especially at the end of the game, I just want him to a try something different because everyone's expecting yeah. it now at that point, and just take exactly. it take it into the defender. So at least you could draw some contact or something. No, mm. here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing that I, I know. Pref- why the, I don't know why the fuck we're talking about a spin move. For we're seven talking about now. a guy spinning for like ten but minutes. Look, look, why is the guy yeah. spinning so? No, 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 no. But <laughs> think, if you go back, if you go back and watch the Portland oh, one, right? If you go back and watch yeah. the Portland one, the dude spun, but he stayed in the same position. Like he literally mm. had his pivot foot down, and he just did a little twirl around and chucked yeah. up a shot. He just spun because. He didn't know what to do, and the only thing that puts his body right is to do a 360. I mean, if you're not creating space when you spin, why are you spinning, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, hey guys, I, I mean, just to let, I, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to get into this. You know, there are other players who are doing other than spinning. There's things like shooting in basketball. Hey man, sing, it, you know, it was on my mind. I need to bring it up. I mean, I feel <laughs> yeah, like, like, like even like the last game, like yesterday's game, Lowry had the ball, like you know, in end of the game so like i feel like that's a better possession because lowry yo that, that was a really nice jab step like fade away that was so oh, yeah. clean and oh, so yeah. dirty i'd rather have that at the end of games than siakam trying to spin and stuff like that and i feel always like i mentioned the prior podcast i feel like he thinks he's the guy and he has to make these shots and all that stuff but like i honestly feel like lowry sometimes is more clutch in those situations but that's just me I, I guess i guess he's spinning his wheels a bit too much eh nash <laughs> hey, bro this guy's like, it, a... like it's He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's I got you. Because <laughs> that's funny, right? But uh, you know, I, 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 have to, I have to ask you guys this: like, how, yeah. like, we've consistently seen Lowry being clutch. Is he a top five clutch player in the NBA? <sighs> Look, top, top top five. It, it's tough to say because top ten his... for sure. Right, 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 right. And and I think it's because some people, if you look back a couple of years in the playoffs early Raptors playoff runs, there were struggles, right? Lowry and DeRozan had those struggles. And for some reason, people just, that that couple of years where they struggled a little bit, people have held on to that and they've attached that stigma of him not being clutch for some reason. But historically, you go back, you look at the NBA Finals, what he did in the first quarter of that game six. I mean, like he's clutch. And I'll tell you, for me, being clutch is more than hitting a game winner, right? To me, clutch is you're down four with a minute left. And if you don't score, you're out of the game. Yeah. Right, that's when you really need a bucket to even get yourself to even giving giving yourself a chance of winning. That to me is a clutch player. Kyle Lowry's that guy. You're down four with 50 seconds left. He'll go in, draw a foul, get an and one, or he'll hit a mean step back three at the top of the key. It's that's the type of clutch player Kyle Lowry is. But for some reason, people I don't know they dis- disrespect him when it comes to being. See? A clutch player. Like my, my thing is, like yeah, people keep bringing up yeah his early playoff struggles, but even those seasons, you know the step back that he just did against Charlotte. Mm. Remember that he did that against Cleveland a while back. Oh, I remember with that. With DeRozan, yeah. the same dirty. step back, right? He's done that multiple times. He's had key steals, taking key charges. He's always that guy. Even last year against the Celtics, remember mm. that clutch ass bucket he hit in Game Six in OT? Like that's yeah, that's Lowry, and he's consistently been that guy. And people just don't want to give him credit because, like you said, Sal, he has had those early. I'll say 
shooting struggles in the playoffs. Yeah. Because everything yeah. else he did. Yeah. He always mm-hmm. took the charges. He was always the first one on the floor. He always made key steals. So I think it's time for us to recognize how clutch this guy's been over his career. But going back to it's just sad that he's still that guy for us. You know, Siakam hasn't taken taken that step forward, and nobody else has. Lowry's still that guy for us. Look, uh, give me Lowry. If if there's one shot left to win the game, and if if I have to pass the ball to Lowry or Steph Curry, I don't know, man. I'm, I might be I giving mean, it Steph to Lowry. Curry's track record. Yo, Steph Curry's. I think he's well known not to be great in the clutch. I mean, we've seen that. That's, so what, many I'm times. That's all I'm saying. That's all that I'm saying. That is bullshit. That, That's I'm, I'm all I'm saying. Get <laughs> I'm gonna get, get it says again. Like I already had a whole curry rant. I'll, I'll just bite my lip for this one. <laughs> yeah, but I feel well, like he's... um, we don't want to talk about curry. You want to talk about curry? You can talk about curry. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Defend, no defend, talk, defend, go, go, go. defend your man, but uh, no, I mean like. <laughs> Considering how the last few games have gone with Siakam in the in the clutch there, so I, I feel like last game, you know, Kyle already just put it up on himself to kind of like you know make sure we can actually come out with W's. Because at this point in the season, I feel like these guys obviously these guys don't want to tank, right? These guys are all about winning. Um, you know, I think Kyle is just setting the like setting a statement like, hey, I'm trying to win here, and he's gonna take the ball and he's gonna make his shot because he knows he can. Uh, as much as he'd love to have Siakam do his own thing, even Van Vliet who's struggling yesterday do his own thing. I feel like he sometimes has to take the ball and just you know lead the team in that in that uh, late the game stuff. But I feel like going forward, I'd rather have Siakam work on that because Lowry's not here, going to be here for the next four or five years, right? Siakam is, Van Vliet yeah. is, OG is. Fair. So yeah, it, like, it's I, tough. I still think cause... Van Vliet's probably clutch, more clutch than Siakam. So if there's a shot for, Va- if there's not that, I'd rather have Van Vliet take it. I think Van Vliet can hit those shots. Sometimes it gets tough for him just purely because of his size, right? It's it's hard yeah. for him to... Essentially, when he has the ball, he becomes a jump shooter. You play mm-hmm. for that jump shot because when you take him inside, it's very easy to contest his shots. Lowry, on the other hand, even though he's small, he he can still create contact. He can finish at the rim. He, mm-hmm. He's more of a threat, I think, but... I see what you're saying. Maybe Siakam needs to get these reps in to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can only learn by doing. This is not something you can work out in practice. It's not something you can train by yourself at the gym. It's you only get better as you mm-hmm. work on it, right? But at the mm-hmm. same time, look, we're we're like tenth or eleventh in the Eastern Conference. We also got to win yeah. right now. I think yeah. you just, I think it's a matter of putting the ball in your most reliable player, not necessarily your best player. Well, here's the thing. Do you remember last year? Two, like, I won't say one's a game winner, one wasn't, but, like, two really clutch bu- uh, buckets that Siakam made. That one against Philly. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Late yeah. game yes, against Embiid. The and one. He drove, the and he, one. He, yeah, he drove to the basket. And then that game winner, um, I think this was the year we had Leonard against the Suns, where he just also r- drove to the basket, finished it. That was an actual game winner. That's how I think he needs to play, you know? Like, that's your game. You're a long guy. You have that ability to kind of, like, maneuver around the paint and, like, get those layups in. Why do you have to be a jump shooter? I get, I yeah. get, get you're expanding that part of your game, but you're just not that guy. If you feel more comfortable making those type of shots, go for it. And if the defense is not giving to you, become the playmaker and find somebody that's open, right? But guys, I got to ask you this. Are we being a bit too hard on Siakam now? He's been playing really well other than that. He's actually not had be- his first career triple-double. Not He's being been, hard like, on consistently... him? I, I, yeah. I just feel like he hasn't... Like, remember at the start of the season, yeah. we're like, yo, this guy's like complete dog shit, whatever. He's actually yeah. kind of showing he's up. He's turned it around. He's right? turned it around. Yeah. He's turned around. Like yeah. he's, been, he's been playing well. He's been doing his role. Like obviously he missed those two clutch buckets, but yeah. like other than that, th- those are tough shots. Anyways, it's either make or miss, right? It comes I, I would down be to that. more. I just don't think. I'd be content like, if he, if he took a shot, if he took a good shot and missed, right? If Larry took a, a, a three pointer coming off a screen and he missed it, I'd be like, look, we got a shot, and I'm mm-hmm. okay with it. If Siakam. Got the ball, went in for a hard drive, didn't get a foul, missed the layup, I'd be okay. I think the shot selection, that that's the issue. And that was kind of the same thing I was ragging on him earlier too. It's the decision-making process. And maybe partial blame goes on Nick Nurse as well, right? Because that might have been the play that was called for him. Mm-hmm. So so there, there there is some blame to be passed around here. I think it's because we know what he can do, and he's not performing still in some aspects of the game on how good we saw him last year. I think, I think I want him to improve on what I saw him do last year. And, and, and that's why I'm still, f- I'm still left a little disappointed in his performance, but I, mm-hmm. I, maybe we are being a little too harsh. He's doing better. He was good for the 47 minutes 
I mean, he scored 25 points or something against Portland. Only reason yeah. we were in the game is because of what he did in the first three quarters. So, again, these are little things to nitpick on, but when you're down this bad and we need to make a big comeback to get into this playoff spot, these might be these one or two games that we missed out on. Could be what mm-hmm. keeps us in and out of the playoffs. I don't know. It might come down to it. Yeah, well, here's one thing I'll say. As much as Siakam has had up and down seasons so far, there's only one reason I think we're even four and eight right now. Do you know what that reason is? One player. I know what you're gonna say, Nash. Say it. You say it. You say it, Nash. Boucher you Nation. Say it. Boucher Nation, bro. This guy. Um, I feel like every game, like you know, you expect him to have like a <laughs> a game where he regresses in some way, but I just feel like he's is he this player now? Is he a guy that's gonna give you twenty and ten? couple threes two three blocks is he that guy what do you guys think he has been our best player so far has he not yeah i think is so that an exaggeration? Yeah. that's kind of crazy right yeah i i i don't think i'm exaggerating bro this guy comes in he gives us hustle plays he's always on the offensive glass he's hit big shots i don't mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember that portland game where we let that whole fucking game that game was the most frustrating out of the yeah point. we yeah, let that whole sure. game we shouldn't have dropped that game right and then I think Portland was making this big run, and it was 101-97, and Boucher hits that, a three. He literally steps three? back and takes a yeah. three. Yeah, that corner yeah, three. Dirty. I'm yeah. like, yo, this is Chris Boucher. What the? Yeah. And <laughs> even against Charlotte, right, the two games where we eked out wins. You know what's funny about those two games? They were almost identical. They were, You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like the, the story of those two games was the same. The first half, we played well. Second half, we, like, struggled. Fourth quarter, we forgot how to play basketball. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like nobody could make a shot, everything was bricking. We they they tried to zone us. All we could do was drive and kick. And who made shots for us? Chris motherfucking Boucher, bro. That's Again, what I mean, yeah, yeah, bro. I I I think, like I I don't even know what to say about him because it's like, yo, this guy's been crazy good. He's efficient. Mm-hmm. He plays defense. He's lanky. So even against bigger guys, when they try to post him up and go down, he can cover that space. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Listen, man, Chris Boucher has been a shining light in the darkness. That has been our season so far, bro. I've, I've loved watching him Facts. play. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I honestly keep thinking, look, I can't still help but think this is a bit of an overperformance, but there's two sides of this, right? Because I look at one mm. part and he's averaging almost 50% from the three-point line, 48% from yeah. three-point line. That's obviously going to go down, and that's fine. If he goes down to even like 36, 37 that's mm-hmm. really that's really fucking good and seeing how well he shoots how confident he is now i think he mm-hmm. can he he is this level of three point shooter i think he's actually that good uh but most impressively is the defense my guy is like yeah. third in the nba in blocks per game and plays mm-hmm. like 20 minutes a game right now he's averaging 22 minutes a game or something like he doesn't average too much yeah and he's third in the league in blocks he's up at like gobert levels it's it's crazy so i think as his minutes go up these numbers are just gonna get better and better and better. I'm I'm shocked. I think I think we should expect some of these percentages to tame down. Of course, as mm-hmm. defenses recognize how good he is, exactly. uh, I think a lot of it has to do with you know everyone's worried about Siakam. Everyone's worried about Fred VanVleet and Lowry. No one's really actively mm-hmm. guarding him. There's no game plan around him, so it mm-hmm. allows him to be a little bit more free. As scouting reports come in, it, it's gonna get a little tougher on him, but. With a team that we were talking about struggling, we had no big men, this and that. Yeah, he's 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 been such a savior for our front court. What do you think about the Nick Nurse's rotation, though? Like, I I'm at the point now where it's like, obviously, you're still starting Baines, and every time you start Baines, you're down double digits in the first quarter. So it's like, why put yourself in that position? Have him start, get the team off on the right foot, you know, get the team going with some energy. Because when Baines is out there, like, we're com- complete trash. Like, Baines needs to be shot into the sun <laughs> ah i see what you did there yeah, thank you because he's from the phoenix <laughs> i get it yeah. uh, bro you're, you're fun. bane's Nash's been so pun bad game's been crazy bro that's pun game been you. crazy today i didn't plan that it just came it just came <laughs> in my head but <laughs> but yeah for real like that that's something where i'm actually genuinely curious because i go on uh, raptor subreddit sometimes and ask these questions and i get a lot of differing answers saying hey uh you got to keep Boucher on the bench so that the bench actually has somebody that can actually produce uh, but then there's arguments where I said, like, hey, if you're going to be down double digits in the first place with Baines there, why not have Boucher and actually start the game properly? I think I, I kind of related to what the Lakers did. Sorry, what the Clippers did last year with Zubach 
and Montrez Harrell. They started mm-hmm. Zubac just as like a screen setter, as a very traditional big man. But it was really Montrez Harrell who played 30 plus minutes at the center position and at the games. Like he played the minutes that mattered. So I don't know if the Raptors want to do that. They just start with a more traditional center mm-hmm. and then bring Boucher off the bench. And, and what it matters, all the clutch moments, fourth quarter. He's the guy. He's still playing 34, yeah. 35 minutes a game. Yeah. He still plays the end of the game. He still gets the minutes. I don't know how that helps. I think it's just a matter of staggering the lineup a little bit to make sure mm-hmm. we have some depth coming out of the bench too, some scoring punch coming out of the bench. Yeah, That's what I think. I, that, I'm just guessing, and I think it's going to be like this for the rest of the season moving forward. I think he's going to stay on the bench because it's, it's honestly, it's working. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I think that like, yeah, I think it would be better for the team if Chris Boucher did like, you know, continue playing the role like he's done so far, but he's been playing so well to the point where you're like, it's just almost unfair not to start him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, bro, you've been killing it. It's not like, just impact player. This guy comes in, produces on both ends at a high, high level. The best player on the team, and he comes off the bench. Yeah. All the, these other guys are there, like in the starting lineup. That you know. I just got, so and, the, like, and the thing is, nowadays, I think Nick Nurse is starting him every second half, right? In the second mm-hmm. half, they're like, "Yo, it's you, it's you, yeah. Boucher, do you, right?" But, so, yeah, but like, why? Because Baines has been so shit. So mm-hmm. it's like for me, it's like if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, like, what, what is the value in that? That's the definition of crazy, right? So mm-hmm. I mean. I would love, okay, if we can get rid of Baines and Len, get another backup center that can actually provide you some kind of value that uh, Baines and Len haven't so far, then you can kind of have Boucher in the lineup and have somebody in, coming off the bench that can you know do something for you. But I don't know. We need a guy who can just get stay on the court because Baines can't yeah. be on the court. Just anyone who's serviceable that can be on the court for 18 to 20 minutes a game. That's all we need. And that's unfortunately, need, yeah. Baines is that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's there's a there's a specific reason why I want Baines to come off the bench. Uh, I looked this up. Um, I saw an interesting tweet the other day, and there's never been one player who's won Defensive Player of the Year, Six Man of the Year, and Most Improved Player of the Year all in the same season. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, it's a possibility. <laughs> Maybe not Defensive Player of the Year, but Six Man of the Year and for sure yeah. Most Improved. Right now, it's him. And defensive player of the year, if he gets more minutes, he's not far off. I don't even think he's in the most improved conversation, bro. What? Christian Wood, Jeremy nah. Grant. I think those Christian two are... Jeremy Grant. That's like, yeah. It's going to be other of them. Six man, if he keeps playing like this off the bench, it's looking very Yo, likely. It, it's sure. really tough. I mean, when you think about most improved, I feel like obviously all the it's, people are going to look at stats, dumb. right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, but it's only about stats. Yeah, but that's dumb, right? Because obviously Christian was like oh, the only player in Houston now. He's getting all the touches. Of course, he's going to be averaging whatever he is. Same thing with Jeremy Grant. Bush is in a different scenario where he's like, he's not, he's coming off the bench, getting less minutes, and he's still kind of like killing it. So give him, put him in the same position as those other guys. What does he do? But, you know, people aren't going to look at it that way. So I feel like he's Whoa. more of a shoe win for six man of the year. Most improvement, you never know. I don't know. I think I the think narrative so. is in his favor because we look at Christian Wood and how he ended the season last year. In Pistons, yeah. like he was, he was one of the most hot pickups on fantasy. He was putting mm-hmm. up top twenty value, like we like, and and the reason, okay, let's let's put it into fantasy context, right? Like okay. I drafted Christian Wood relatively high, like fifth overall or something, because we knew what he was gonna do, because we knew already coming into the season how good he was. These numbers that he's putting up, I drafted him as high as he did because I knew that's the level of player he was. Mm-hmm. I drafted Jeremy Grant as well. For the exact same reason. You saw him play against the uh, Lakers in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. And the way he was playing, being guarded by Anthony Davis. We all knew how good Jeremy Grant could be. Mm-hmm. Bro, we watched the Raptors. Ain't no way in hell any of us expected this from Boucher. Yeah. yeah. Ain't but that no doesn't way matter. in hell. That doesn't matter for most improved, bro. Like, Christian Wood called out Shaq, right? For being a casual. That's what all these journalists are. Like, on ESPN and shit. Like, all that That's matters. That's the issue, okay, yeah. So the the narrative is Christian Woods. There's no questioning. Oh, Harden left the team. The Rockets were in peril. At least they found a guy who's coming in, scoring 23 points. We all knew Christian Woods was going to do this. Like, if you watched mm-hmm. him play for Detroit. But right now, Christian Woods is a starting guy who's putting up big, big numbers. That's who they're going to give it to. If, we're, if, mm-hmm. the, if, if the narrative was, you know, similar to Boucher's, then De- De- Devontae Graham should have won it last year. But it was Brandon Ingram because he took that all-star jump. Finally, mm-hmm. the Pelicans got it. I don't think. I honestly don't think Christian Wood. No, uh, Boucher's in the running for most improved at all. 
like it's either gonna be I think Jeremy he's top Grant five. or Chris Wood. He's top five, but he's not gonna win it. Like yeah. that's like that's I don't think that's gonna unless happen. those two guys like come like you know fall off a cliff in terms of their production. I don't think so. Yeah. But or like completely six get injured. Yeah, six man of the year. I can I can see that happening if he's yeah. of course like his yeah. numbers are insane for yeah coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. But I, I really do hope he gets to start soon. I think he deserves that, and we need to see that because he has. I, I just want to see. I want to see for one game. Like, come on, that that can kill you, can it? I mean, like, play, put him against a team that their their starting center isn't like over 230, 40 pounds, and just give it a shot for one game, right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Come on, Nick Nurse. We'll see. I don't know if you tune into this podcast, but yo, play Boucher and play Matt Thomas. You you got them. Like, <laughs> like, did he sleep with your wife? Like, what happened? Oh my god. Good God. <laughs> Like, did you see the game yesterday? Matt Thomas is on the far end of the bench. He's literally in the near the locker tunnels and shit. I'm like, dude, what the hell did this guy do? I need answers, man. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I, I, funny, I, I, I agree with you, right? Because because I was I was pissing out about fucking Stanley Johnson and how ass he is and how much I hate him. Yeah. Um, and I thought Matt Thomas should have played instead. But looking at the last couple of games, with the work Stanley Johnson puts in on defense and the play he made on Devontae Graham mm -hmm. in the last play mm -hmm. of the game mm -hmm. to to cause that turnover, I'm like, okay, I see value there. If if yeah. Boucher and Siakam and Van Vliet and Larry can pick up the pace on offense and, and, and Norm, great game by Norm too, has to be said. If Stanley Johnson could just play lockdown defense, there's a place for him in the roster. I think of him like what kind of Rondé Hollis Jefferson did last year. Mm -hmm. Maybe he can fit that role. You know, play 12 minutes a game, just, just stand in the corner, don't, don't interrupt anyone and just play some defense and you're fine. Please don't, yeah. don't bother anybody. Just I don't we don't want to know you're here. Just kind of No, just, just play some four just, just play some corner. four on 5 and you're fine. Yeah. And uh and just, just guard your man. But he has been doing pretty well for us though. Like Stanley Johnson, the last two games he he's pulled yes. his weight. I know we were pretty uh, you know, critical about him, but he's been doing well. He's making he's Sorry, making Matt. shots. Too. I know you love Matt Thomas. <laughs> hey man, I'm just saying like this guy is a dead-eye shooter, bro. And I would hate to lose him or him, like, not want to be on the team anymore because we're not playing him. Um, yeah, that's all I got. You know who I want to see more? My boy, Utah. Utah Watanabe. Oh, yeah. Utah Watanabe. You oh, mean Bobby Webster? <laughs> that dude got a nice stroke on him. Pause. He got a nice stroke on him. Hey, but uh, Nash, oh, I, guess, yeah. I guess Nurse needs a doctor. Am I right? <laughs> nurse I needs need a, a surgeon, doctor. bro. He needs more than that. Like, oh. Banger. Insert That's clip. Are we going to get banger, bro. copyright? <laughs> DMCA'd. <laughs> bro, nobody listens to Eminem anymore, so it's fine. Nobody cares. <laughs> All right, bro. It's half my Spotify uh, still. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, look, the Raptor struggles continues. Uh, it's been an up and down season, but, hey, longest win streak of the year, right? Something. Games, baby. Shh, we, don't, we don't talk about the numbers. We don't talk about the numbers. Against the same right? team. <laughs> Against the same rebuilding team. Look, 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 look. That's all semantics. We we don't we don't care about that. We don't care about that. We don't care true, about that, right? True, true. But it's time to move on to our very next segment. Our first time introducing the layup line. All right, yo. I'm gonna hit you guys with some topics. And let's do a little quick run through on what you guys think about this, right? And look, Nash, I know you missed the last episode, so we got to bring it up. We got to let you speak your mind, speak your heart. All right. All about right. what's going right. on? Obviously, the big, the big thing going on in the NBA right now is Brooklyn Nets trade. Obviously, they got Harden, created a new big two point five with Durant, Harden, and Karen Irving. I, I mean, <laughs> he only oh, plays man. half the games. Oh, he only man. plays. He only plays hey, half the season. You're not lying. You're not lying. He's, he yeah, only plays half the season. He, he's a Karen. He's oh. a Karen for sure. He plays half the season, he's so two point five, right? So look, look. We, wow. You guys heard? If you haven't already, check out our last special podcast. We put out a little trade alert. Uh, we, me and Arvin, gave our thoughts on what we felt is going to be on uh, our thoughts on how the Brooklyn season is going to pan out. And, Look, I've been pretty pretty positive about this trade. To me, it's just the talent is just so good. You know, I felt that no matter the personality, they're going to work this out. I think Durant's kind of like the older brother here. He's been through it. He knows better. He'll work it out. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think I think you think a little differently than me. What do you think? Is this going to work out for the Nets? I think, okay, it'll work out. You know, Harden and Durant will mesh. You know, they'll have a great season and all that. But two things here. First thing, Kyrie, like, he needs the ball when he plays. 
you're gonna have three of these guys running the team together. Um, I just don't see why you would need Kyrie at this point. And I was one mentioned like Matt Barnes had a tweet yesterday where he's like, "Hey, when Kyrie comes back, ship his ass off and get some like depth around the team." And I'm like, "Hey, this is honestly not a bad take here. This team needs some more defense. They really have nobody there." DeAndre Jordan is not the same DeAndre Jordan from Lob City. This guy can barely jump now. Can't do defensively. This team is trash. So get some more depth because uh, Kyrie Irving, I feel like, will not mesh with the team. This team, I think, will be better off having just James Harden, Durant running it, and having guys that they can space the floor, they can play off ball, I can shoot, rather than Kyrie Irving having a third star where you got to give the ball to for whatever how many possessions. Um, and then yeah, the second part was just yeah, you need more bench depth, right? Spencer Dinwiddie's out. Um, as much as I love guys like TLC, you know, you have Chris Chioza coming off the bench. These guys are cool. If you're going to compete for a championship, you need a little bit more, like, guys that can just play there. Um, I love Harden. I love Durant. Those guys are set in stone is the reason why this team can go far. But I'm, like, is Kyrie even going to come back? As much as I talk about him joining the team and, like, I what the hell know, is he doing? Bro. Where's his I hat at, right? Bro. It feels like such a distraction for the team it's... and just in the league in general. Everyone's doesn't know what he's doing right so. it's so frustrating bro like this guy yeah bro you're playing basketball for a living bro yeah you're legit playing basketball for a mi- living making millions of dollars and you're disappearing talking about like all the, all the media are the bad people all the fans are not about to talk to me we need a safe space to be an artist like what are you on fam like it's so annoying <laughs> yeah. bro like yeah. that's what he said he's like we need a safe space to perform and be an artist in this game like bro just play basketball like, we're fans. Obviously, we don't have the talent to be a basketball player, but at work, we show up. I don't go to my job and be like, yo, fam, I'm not feeling it today. I need a safe space to perform. Don't critique. Like, bro, come on. It's just childish, bro. It's so annoying. Bro, he just, so it's annoying. like he thinks he's like Aristotle or some shit, some philosopher. Like, this man hit one, like, game, like, championship ceiling shot, and now he thinks he's, like, some next level, like, messiah or something. Like, bro, just play. Your, you're playing basketball. Your job is to put a ball in the... Fucking net, go do it. <laughs> God damn. Just play your fucking game, bro. Yeah, man. I wanna talk That's about <laughs> I wanna talk about the Nets first game with Harden and, and they looked alright. Yeah. But one mm-hmm. one quick thing though, and I don't I don't know how you guys feel about this, but with Kyrie, I I think you need a coach who can kinda handle him as well. And unfortunately, and this is no disrespect to Steve Nash, I just don't think he has enough experience. And yeah. I don't think he just commands the level of respect from guys like Kyrie because he, he's not too far removed from a player, right? This, this is a guy he, I think even he played against when he was on the Lakers, you know? And I don't yeah. think he, yeah. I think to manage these guys, I, I'm not saying Nash is a bad coach. I think he's a great X's and O's coach and all that. I just don't know if, if um, there's he's anything really he can do. Yeah, there's nothing he can do. It's just who he is. Yeah. I think they just got to bring in someone more experienced that can handle these guys. Get their respect. Get them to put effort in practice. Just get in line. And that that might be required. I don't know. Are you suggesting now, I, maybe I, I they might make you. a coaching change? But I, I do. I think that the only coach who has a persona to deal with these three is Paul. Yeah, I was going to say. They're not many. They're not many. They're not many. There's like... Like three, maybe Pop, Rick Carlisle, Doc, maybe. Like, you need one of those coaches. Like, yo, uh, like, this Doc's is my team. Bit. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so fuck Doc. <laughs> okay, we'll put Doc out of there. So the easiest thing for the Nets to do, they obviously are going to see how it works with Kyrie Irving, Harden, and Kevin Durant. But if Kyrie continues his antics, you have to trade him, bro. Come on, bro. Like, this is this is not fair on the team. Like, imagine being on that Nets yeah. team, right? Imagine yeah. if you're KD. Right? You're like, Yo, what the hell is this guy doing, bro? Even I'm affected yep. by all the issues and stuff. I'm not going just to party with my family. Like, yo, it's COVID. We're all stuck at home, right? Like, yeah, it's it's just frustrating, like, yo, bro. And like, we I, can't deny we can't deny Kyrie Irving's talent, right? He could, he's a really great point guard. But end of the day, if you're not playing, you have zero value to the team, and you're eating up cap space. You're an asset that is giving no value to the team. This is in Syria where it's like. If he comes back and he plays well, but the team overall just you know, still has a tough time defending and all that, I don't see why they wouldn't consider trading him. But then you got to ask the question, who's going to want Kyrie? Is there a team that's going to give you stuff, proper assets back for Kyrie, right? You know what I thought about? I thought about this the other day. I was thinking about this a long time. The only team that popped up in my head, although this wouldn't be a defensive solution for Orlando, if they trade for Vucevic, that's a good trade for the Nets. Because uh, Orlando be so nice doesn't the have a point guard right now, right? They don't have a point guard right now. 
Vucevic yeah. is one of the most underrated players in the league. Okay, he's not going to shut it down defensively, but he's a pretty okay defender. But he can stretch the floor. Yeah. Amazing rebounder, right? He's a great shooter from the post, from the three. He stretches that floor, opens up the space for Harden. He can just drive and do his thing. And the first game back where James Harden played as point guard, he looked phenomenal, bro. There's going to be so yeah. much floor spacing on that team. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be insane. So if that trade goes down, I think that will be a good trade for the Nets. James Harden needs to play point guard. James Harden needs to play point guard. He has, has to. to. Kyrie has to play off ball then, and I don't see that happening. But it's like, why would the Magic make that trade, right? Why Why would any team want Kyrie Irving on their roster? He could easily be like, hey, this is Brooklyn Nets, bro. There's Kevin Durant on this team, and he's still think, uh, thinking to himself, I'm not going to play these games. Why the hell would he go play for the Magic? He'd probably go there and just not want to play, right? He's someone I feel like will retire in the next one or two years, bro. I don't <laughs> think that he just has a passion for the game anymore. On the note of talking about trades, I, I read an article recently uh, from a random website, probably run by a dude as professional as us, uh, but he had a very interesting trade. Yeah. <laughs> so he had Kyrie Irving going to the Pelicans. And it's exactly what you touched on, uh, Nash. It's, it's don't worry about trading Kyrie for like a superstar. You got two superstars, right? Yeah. Get some depth. So I think the trade was something like Kyrie for JJ Redick, Ooh, yeah. Eric Bledsoe, Jackson Hayes, and a couple of picks because they don't have any more picks, right? Something to work with for the year's future. So they're not really getting back a true star, but they're mm. adding a little bit of depth to their team. Eric Bledsoe, lockdown defender, which they don't yeah. have at that position right now, right? Kyrie and Harden, not really a good pairing, but Eric Bledsoe and Harden, those guys could work. Jackson Hayes, a super athletic big man that can run the pick and roll, block some mm -hmm. shots. Uh, kind of what, you know, a Jared Allen light, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I thought that was a very interesting. I think that's the route the Nets have got to take. Don't don't worry about getting a Ben Simmons or or this and that. Fill out that roster a little bit. Get get a big man that can that can stay on the court, not fucking DeAndre Jordan. That dude is ass, dude. If you ask me who the top five worst players in the NBA are, he might be on it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> not, he's been pretty bad. Yeah. Yo, but Why you know, you know who has a lot of big men. You know who has a lot of big men, bro? Cleveland. Cleveland Ship Kyrie yeah. back to Cleveland. Get <laughs> Drummond and JaVale McGee and let Kyrie chill back in Cleveland, bro. I would pay <laughs> money to see this, bro. It would be so much yeah. fun. He's going to go there, sage the fucking quick and loads arena and shit. Let the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, there's so many options you can do here, but I, I don't see why any team would be like, Kyrie Irving, yes, I want him on my team. Not yeah. having to do with how he plays, just his whatever his mental state is. I don't know if there's any physical you can do for that to like, okay, I need to have an sit down interview with him for an hour. I need to know what he's all about. Is he no going to play for my team? No way Cavs take him. I, I was going to touch on this a little later, but let's move on to trades, right? Because one of the things I want to talk to you guys are some of the most likely trade candidates in the NBA. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, Kyrie being one of them. And the harder question is you can find players to get back for curry i think brooklyn could send out a bunch of trade offers but how many of those other teams are going to accept right like someone mm -hmm. throws out carl anthony towns for uh curry irving that's fantastic Jeez. for the brooklyn nets why in the world would the minnesota timberwolves ever agree to that right that's never gonna happen zach levine for curry irving bulls wouldn't do that either you know it, it's tough i think pelicans is one of the few teams that might take that Kyrie trade because they could mm -hmm. see you know a backcourt of lonzo and Kyrie. lonzo kind brandon of supplements ingram, zion. brandon ingram's there you yeah. got you got brandon Ingram, Kyrie, and zion maybe a little little kind of mm -hmm. young big three under 30 big three that's going on there Big 2.5 big 2.5 2.5 sorry 2.5 <laughs> if he feels like playing it could be a big three you know what i'm saying so yeah that's a team I could potentially see agreeing it, but you're right. There's not many teams in the NBA that would agree. How about this? Kyle Lowry for Kyrie Irving. Fuck no. Fuck, Fuck no. No, no. Fuck no, no. no, bro. Fuck no. I don't care how talented Kyrie is, bro. We don't need this in the sixth side, bro. Our culture is yeah. way too good. Masai's probably gonna kick his ass. <laughs> like, yo, Kyle Masai's Lowry on the Nets would be perfect. Oh, be he would. He would. Because he Kyle doesn't need the ball. Any team, bro. Any yeah. con any contender, he doesn't need the ball. He just, you know, he'll 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 run the offense when he needs to, play great defense, hit big shots, take some charges. Mm -hmm. He is like if you're a contender right now or you're trying to be a contender, I think Kyle Lowry is the guy everyone should be gunning for. I think Lakers He's should the go top for of him. The list. 
he's he's a yeah. couple of, I think on the Clippers, I think that Clippers need him. I think Clippers need him. I think Clippers need a point guard that can run an offense and they don't have what have a guy right now. If yeah. Lakers can Clippers get Clippers basically need the twenty nineteen Raptors. That's what basically yeah, yeah. 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 Might as well take fucking take Siakam. Take Siakam. Take Take everybody, bro, you fucking I think I think Philly if Philly gets Lowry and pairs them yeah. with Ben Simmons and yeah. and uh, MB, that could be dangerous too. I, I think Kyle Lowry could literally change some of these fringe contenders into yeah. real top dogs. Here's a trade I'm looking for. If I'm a Raptors fan, I'm, I'm Masai. If Philly offers me Matisse Seibel, Tyrese Maxey, and a first for Kyle Lowry, bro, I'll, I'll walk Kyle Lowry to fucking Philly, bro. Because that trade I'll do in a heartbeat. What? Run it back, run it back, run it back, run it back to me, run it back. Matisse Seibel, mm-hmm. Matisse Seibel, Tyrese Maxey, a first, and obviously to match salaries, probably have to take back like Danny Green or something. Tell me you wouldn't do that as a Raptors fan, knowing that he's a free agent, and he'll go to a contender and possibly maybe win a championship, as long as he agrees to it. And he's from Philly, too. I, 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 I think like it makes mad, sense. But... Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just fuck, man. Like, look, uh, look, Arvin, look like, past it's, the it's sad, se- yeah. no, look, look, look yeah, past no, that. It, look it, past it, sentimental it. value. Yeah, it's yeah. it's good return for both teams. To for Philly, it's retaining Ben Simmons. What can mm-hmm. we get without giving up Ben Simmons? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think Tyrus Maxey is gonna be a stud. I you need, know, you, I need you see that. In trade, yeah, yeah that, that that that's that's the piece that makes me think. Okay, I like that. Also, Matisse mm-hmm. Tybel, his vlogs. Awesome. If you guys yeah. go back and check yeah. out his vlogs from the bubble, they were hilarious. Really, he, yeah. he, he's an interesting guy. I think he just fits in with the rappers really well. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not mad at that. I think for me, it's if Larry's gonna go anywhere. As weird as this sound, I want him to go to Philly, just because I yeah. think he's gonna yeah. be the happiest there. You know, mm-hmm. he's gonna go for back sure. to his hometown, potentially retire in his hometown, have a chance of winning, uh, even though they're division rivals. Um, I'll be okay with him going there better than the Clippers. You know, I don't want the Clippers to get better. I don't want Ka- Lowry and Kawhi to get reunited and go there are no, somewhere else. That'll piss no me off assets. even more. There are no assets the Clippers could give, give back, like, us back. Like, they I'll, gave everything I'll to t- Paul George. Kawhi. Hey, I'm done for that. Yo, I'm, you know I'm all for Kawhi coming back. Look, look, you said no assets. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. I don't know. <laughs> Is the all right, guys, hold on. Hold on. All right. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to throw some names at you guys, right? right cool. And and you guys got to tell me, are these dudes going to get traded this year or they won't get traded? And if they're going to get okay, traded, okay. right, where are they going? Okay. Hey, we're playing a game. I like it. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. I'm down. Just, 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 you know, up, off, the, off the dome. Bradley Beal is he in or is he out? He's gone, right? I think I think I think he's on the top of everyone's list. I want to surprise he hasn't it hasn't been done yet. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see him on the Heat or some shit. I'm saying no. You're saying no? What? I I feel like I've seen him in an interview saying he's loyal to Washington, and I mean, yeah, I feel like he would have like he's one of those players that just feels like a Damian Lillard. Like, only difference here is they're not a competitive team, but I just don't see it happening. You're, like, you're what, abs- kind of, what, kind, what kind of team would give the assets? Like, what, I don't see a match right now. No, Nash is absolutely right. Bradley Beal has done the opposite of requesting a trade. He has requested to specifically not be traded because he loves Washington that much. He he really doesn't want to leave. For some fucking reason. I don't For know For some <laughs> dumbass reason, the dude doesn't want to leave. It makes no sense to yeah. me. I think yeah. he should ask for a trade. Everyone's literally should, begging yeah. for him to ask for a trade. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, if Wash, if there's no pressure, Washington's not gonna trade him either because he is literally their franchise player right now. Yeah. I I but I will say this: I don't look at some interview as an evidence, bro. Harden said that like two weeks ago about Houston. Yeah, what <laughs> do you think about Bradley Beal on the on the Nuggets? Oh. Trade like Michael Porter Jr. and like Gary Harris. I trade I trade Jamal Murray for Bradley Beal. Hundred percent, no questions asked. Hundred percent, yeah. Oh my god, I would trade because Jamal Murray. I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. Yo, Jamal Murray's been trash, bro. Playoff Murray was something else. I wouldn't trade playoff Murray, but this Murray, yeah, probably I would. I don't know, bro, because Jokic is having an MVP level season, and Jamal Murray is down, bro. Jokic and Beal together be nasty, bro. Oh my god, they're scoring 157 points a game. Yeah, yeah, but yo, Jokic's on another level this season, bro. This guy's playing. He's like a bigger Doncic. Like that's how he's playing. If they were winning more games, if they were winning more games, I'd say he'd be like number one in MVP conversation. 
stats wise yeah. he is he's averaging triple double and not a bullshit yeah, triple double like Russell Westbrook either like a hard earned well. one <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right all right let me hit you with player number two it's another easy one it's another easy one you take this one Ash take this one all right, all right Blake Griffin hmm um you know what Arvin you take this one let me just look at Blake Griffin stats real quick <laughs> <laughs> I think he is somebody that I hope gets traded. Yeah, I hope he yeah. gets traded to a contending team. I really do. I still think he has a lot left in the tank. And it's just being wasted in Detroit, bro. I know he's kind of injury prone. And yep. they might might have to kind of shift his role a bit. But he's still... Like, he's his skill level is great for that size, bro. Like, he's is such he still a great a passer. Cor- is he still a starter level player? I think he has that talent, bro. And, like, he, he's on Detroit, though, bro. They have last, young last, players and old players, and they're like they don't know what to do with it. It's like they're lost. You know what I mean? That's my thing last, with Detroit. Last year he shot, last year he shot thirty five percent. This year he's shooting thirty nine percent from the field. Three point percentage is barely thirty percent, averaging thirteen points a game. For his salary, I don't know what team would be like. This is a piece I need for us to win a championship. I, I don't see it. I would say no. I, I hope it happens. I I think it still could yeah. happen. You look back to his last full season that he played the dude was an all-star mm-hmm. you know yeah. he was he was that good he's only played like 30 games in the last two seasons combined he hasn't mm-hmm. played much I, I i still want to say going off his last full season this guy can still put up numbers I, I still think he can put up like 18 and 8 like that kind of thing i'm not saying he's going to be an all-star again i'm still saying the dude is an efficient effective offensive player when in the right situation i just don't think detroit is the right situation and look he's only 31 yep. years old he's not old it feels like he's yeah. been in the nba for so long but he's only 31 he, i think he still has two three at least good years in him two three years so i i think i think he's if he's on the one of the top of my trade list um if i'm a contender i make a push for him hey if i know this makes absolutely no sense but i wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in brooklyn see the oh. only thing there makes no sense yeah, the only thing there is he still has a player option for next year. So you're essentially paying 30, 40, 38, 40 million for two years. If he wasn't expiring, I would say, yeah, some team would fit him in the cap and make it work. Mm, but good point, good point, two good years point. of that, you don't know what you're getting, honestly. You could you have to ride the hope that he's going to come in and in a different situation, he'll play more like the old Blake Griffin. But banking on that and another year of that, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, good point. It's going to be. The Pistons are just interesting, you know. It's, it's gonna be weird yeah. to see what they do with that team. Um, mm-hmm. All right, next player up, and this is a guy who's been in the rumor mill kind of all year, especially in the last couple of weeks. It's Ben Simmons on the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Just the other day, just to give you a caveat, even yesterday, even after the Harden trade went down, the organization informed Simmons that he should still be expecting a trade. Do you Ooh. guys think it's gonna happen? And if so, I, mean, I don't even know where he goes. I, I don't for know. Beal? Look, if I'm the Wizards, I take it. If I'm the 76ers, I do it, bro. Bradley Beal is a fucking... Oh, that's easy. That's an easy yes for the 76ers. Easy, 76ers yeah. is an yeah. easy yes. I look at the Wizards. Obviously, that team would make no sense right now if you have Westbrook and Simmons on the same team. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Holy shit. But I just think no moving forward... When you, just, I'm just thinking about moving forward. Uh, if you can get a young talent like that in return for Bradley Beal and maybe a, a pick or two in return, I think you got to take it. I think that's good enough. Yeah. You got to take it. I just don't see it happening though. Um, I feel like if if there, if he was gonna get traded, it would have been for Harden. And now I think maybe the front office might explore options, but I don't think there's any deal really out there that's gonna warrant that trade, in my opinion. I. I want to really say yes, just because I feel like, hey, Philly, if they're going to go for it, they need, they got to know that if they get a better, like, shooter, someone that can actually take a shot, someone like that around Embiid, they'll be better off in the long run. That'll just open up more space for Embiid, and Embiid's been killing it regardless this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just having a tough time, like, figuring out a trade partner there since Harden's been traded. Um, it's always hard it's to find a partner, Nash. It's always hard. You know, facts, facts. Facts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Bulls get Zach Levine. Would you do Zach Levine? Ah, uh, funny enough, that was the next man on my list. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's Zach Levine, right? That's another star yeah. player stuck on a frankly very shitty team. Um, mm-hmm. But but again, it's do the do the Bulls do that or do they say Zach Levine is actually better? 
than Ben Simmons. Why would we do this? I don't He's think also the Bulls young. do that, man. The Bulls don't do yeah. that. Because I feel like they have a good thing going with Chicago. Their, their record's trash, but they have some pieces. They It's like they're a developing team with a clear plan, in my opinion. They're mm-hmm. all young guys with Zach Levine, who's like the shining light. But they have some play- they have co- like Kobe White. They have some young- they have Billy Donovan, who's a great coach. So I think now the message to Zach Levine's like, yo, fam, we're trying to build this team around you. We're going to be bad for a couple of years, but eventually we're going to take that leap. I think that's what's going to happen with the Bulls. I mean, therein lies the question. It's like, does the front office see Zach Levine as a building piece, right? Otherwise, it's like, hey, he's playing out of his mind right now. Sell high on him. You know, get more prospects or get more picks, whatever you'd want for him. Um, but I like him on that team. I feel like he's like the go-to scorer there. Kobe White's cool. Patrick Williams is obviously young. He's cool, but like they don't have that another scorer like that. So I feel like he he fits the Bulls now. I don't but, see but what has Zach Levine not done to warrant that he's that guy? He's been lights out this season. Right? I, I think it's I think it's more so just like defensively. I think that's the only thing, right? But you I could say that, that about a lot of just, players, like Bradley yeah, exactly. Beal. Well. I'm not yeah. convinced he's. And I'm not saying Ben Simmons is either. I'm just, uh, I'm not convinced the way he plays basketball, he could be the first option and be, uh, you could be a championship contender. I could be wrong. The dude's young. He mm-hmm. he has a lot of places to improve. But to me, there's a pretty, pretty noticeable difference in the way they play basketball between a guy like Devin Booker and Bradley Beal and a guy like Zach Levine. They get points, they get stats, but the way they do it and the way they play with their team, it's different, right? So I think he's just a step below some of those guys. But I think the Bulls, again, that's an interesting team. They have a couple of good pieces, but they, for some reason, can't put it together. The Patrick Williams pick, Mm -hmm. he looks all right, but it still seems, you know, maybe there was some other talent there that they have gotten with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Laurie Markkinen just can't stay healthy. That Poor dude guy, can't yeah, stay on the court. Team. Wendell Carter is another guy who, who's been struggling with injuries. It's uh, maybe maybe they just got to play that waiting game. Who knows? It, it, yeah. That's that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I got one last one. I might have an honorable mention, but all right, all right. This one he he plays for, in my opinion, the worst organization in the history of the NBA. The oh, don't say it! Don't say it! I want to. Uh, who's the worst organization? I'm trying to the worst one. organization in the NBA. They've been bad for. They they're bad now. They were bad mm-hmm. about ten years ago. They were bad fifteen years ago. Next, next. No, because the Knicks at least made the playoffs a couple years ago, right? This team didn't even yeah, do that. Okay. What team is this? Hold on, hold on. And this is a team that has always been trading away their star players. They've always had one Knicks. good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. Ooh, okay. You go mm. back. You go back twenty years. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You look back to that Kevin Garnett team, right? Yeah. Kevin Garnett was great. That team was dog shit. The fact that he took them to the conference finals was not because that team was good. It was just because of Kevin Garnett. Even back then, the organization. Yeah, 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 couldn't... yeah. Dirk's still better though. Whatever. Ah, God, I can't <laughs> out of here. Look, even yeah, back yeah, then, yeah, yeah. the on. team organization couldn't put pieces around Kevin Garnett. Then, he wanted out. Kevin Love came around put up some crazy numbers. I mean, there was a point where we yeah. were arguing if Kevin Love or Blake Griffin are the best power forwards in the NBA, you know? Oh, yes. they, they had they have these all-time talents, and they can't put the pieces around them. They want oh. out. And I think, look, the clock ticked with Kevin Garnett. It ticked with Kevin Love, and I think it's ticking right now with Carl Anthony Towns. Whatever mm. they do, it just doesn't work, and I think his time's coming out. And I don't know if it's this season, but I think a trade's coming. I, I, I wish he goes to another team, bro. He's such a talented yeah. player. He really is. He's durable. Well, this season he got COVID, which is terrible news. Terrible news. Yeah. yeah. For that family, um, man. Especially that's especially for that whole family, bro. It's like I can't yeah. even. Man, you know, like all our best wishes to his, him and his family. But, um, yeah, he's a durable player. He's, he's, he's a fantasy machine, right? Yeah. So I really hope he goes to a team where, like the same thing, what happened with Anthony Davis, right? Like everyone knew he was great on the Pelicans, but then number one, so he's never in that discussion of like, like that elite level. But once you want to chip, we're like, yo, AD, he's like a top thing player. I think the same thing is going to happen with Cat. I don't know what you guys think about that. I think um, if you trade Cat, you're kind of blowing up the team again, right? So then you have to trade D'Lo and all that and then build around like Anthony Edwards or something. Yeah. Uh, right. But I don't know. It's I feel like can Minnesota afford that to go back to like tanking and doing that? Because they just basically did that. Right, uh, I feel like they're probably gonna give it a few more years, see what Anthony Edwards develops into, 
see if the guys can you know fit and maybe get like a free agent signing or something like that um but for him i would love it love to see him on like a contender or something like that he's just been like rotting in minnesota for far too long rotting is the right word bro it's like fucking yeah. crazy. what's <laughs> happening in that franchise yeah. to me when i watch watch him play it's like there's so much talent but it, he doesn't play with the motor that he should be playing with he doesn't demand the ball in the post he's mm-hmm. he's not asserting himself on defense and despite all that still averages like 23 and 11 you know yeah. the the talent is crazy and i think when he gets put in the right situation where he's in the right headspace i think that dude's gonna go crazy and here's the thing they're over cap space they can't even sign a damn free agent uh, here's an interesting actually? they're at 130 million this season <laughs> well here's the thing here's the thing they had jimmy butler there jimmy butler literally went there and was like these guys are pussies i'm not playing with them and wanted out so what does that tell you about like Cat and the rest of the team, right? I don't know. But I feel like I they think already also, had their shot. I think he's already he's he's still I the dude's twenty four years old. You yeah. know? I, I still think he can get better. I think when you put him instead of trying to make him into a winning situation, which the Timberwolves mm-hmm. I've just given up on. I don't think they can do it. I think yeah. maybe if you put him in a winning situation, I think he can do really special things. And that's why I think some other team can try to come in, swoop him up. I don't know. Raptors, trade Kalari there. Trade Siakam there. Uh, oh. Give like 10 first round picks. Siakam for Towns? Would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. Boucher Cat's at the power bro. forward position. OG. Hell yeah. Anthony Towns. Mm. Fred Van Vliet. Norman Powell. <laughs> that's a squad. And then right, yeah. if, if we don't yeah. make the playoffs, we can get like a good draft pick and start rebuilding right, with those I'm... guys as our pieces, bro. Holy shit. I'm about it. I'm about yeah. it. I'm about it. I'm totally. Hey, the dude's it. 24, 25 years old. He's young, man. He's young. Yeah. And, and going back to your point about, you know, Jimmy Butler went there and thought that I don't want to play with them. Mm-hmm. I think players are a reflection of the culture of the organization a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because before Jimmy Butler went to Miami, what was the narrative? Hard teammate. He's like a, can't yeah, play with him. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a trash ass teammate. Once he got to Miami, wow, single handedly carried that team to the finals. Da 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 da. I think the same thing was gonna happen with Cat. If he goes to an organization that really puts the right structure around him to be successful, giving him yeah. a reason to play, he's gonna he's gonna show up. Yeah, I mean that just tells you what Minnesota is about. They're probably just all about hey, put up a decent team, just make the money from like whatever concessions bullshit and then winning is like more of a secondary thing no one really cares that, about that but yeah, yeah it's a valid point interesting this is going to be very very interesting i got one last one that i saw on an article and i don't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with it initially i was like whoa right you hear this name and you're like no 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 no, no way this team is going to do it and then i sat back and i thought about it a little bit and i'm like ah, maybe maybe you know mm-hmm. and that guy He's a young young dude, just signed a very, very big contract, plays a point guard position. Darren Fox. Hmm. Whoa, no, 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 And, and let me put this. it this way. Let me put it this way. I'm not saying the Kings will want to do it, but... Hey, they would, have Tyrese. Would Fox want out? And they got Tyrese. Would, yeah. And look, look, yeah, they, they drafted another point guard. And that team really is not doing anything right now, right? Um, mm. Look, let me rephrase the question. He definitely isn't going to get traded this year. No shot, right? Yeah. He's not getting traded this year. I do think he gets traded before this contract ends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. If, yeah. If the Kings don't turn around, yeah. Yeah, I feel like if Tyrese keeps developing the way he is, like eventually he's gonna have to be your starting point guard, right? Um, yeah, I mean, wh- in your opinion, what do you think that team needs? Do they need it? <laughs> well, I mean, they, like we have to pick they, one thing. Yeah. They need a healthy Marvin Bagley, which yeah hasn't happened. Uh, yeah. Hassan Whiteside was a total flop. That didn't work. Harry Giles was could never stay on the court either. Mm-hmm. So look, a lot of things weren't in their control. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. It's they have no one but themselves to blame. They took Marvin Bagley over Player of the Year Trey Young and European MVP Luka Doncic. There's no one to blame but them for that move, right? Trading for Hassan Whiteside, how have teams not figured out that he just doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. Like that dude just should have 
be a starting level player on any team. So yeah. that was a waste of cap space, waste of assets. Waste, I don't even know what they gave up, but whatever they gave up was a net decrease. They've made a lot of shitty moves to put themselves in the situation where they're in. And honestly, I don't think I have no reason to believe they're going to make the right moves from here on forward. Their draft record mm-hmm. has been shaky, although it looks good now. Um, mm-hmm. That's honestly because of him dropping lower. Tyrese Harrell was dropping lower than he should have. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a team where free agents aren't coming to you. Right, no free agent. That's kind of the same issue the Raptors deal with. Free agents aren't coming to the Raptors. The free agents aren't going to Sacramento either. Their only option is to build through the draft and and trades. And yeah. with 163 million eaten up by De- um, Darren Fox, they might just think that's a waste of cap space. Maybe trade that away for more picks, more assets, and do a more long term rebuild. Yeah, I mean, I think I it's think, like like no, sorry, yeah, nice good. I was going to say that they, unless they start winning, um, yeah, I mean, it's something that, it's like they're one of those teams, like treadmill teams, right? They just, like, you have young guys who develop, you develop them, but you just don't get to winning, and then eventually you have to trade them. Like, essentially what the Washington Wizards have done now, or in a situation with Beal, where you wouldn't consider trading him, he's getting older, this, that. Obviously, De'Aaron Fox is way younger, but if, you know, two, three years down the line, they're still, like, this, you know, mediocre team that can't really get in the playoffs and do anything, then, yeah, I mean, you have to consider it. Maybe trade him for, like, two decent players that you know fill some holes on your team that can maybe get you into the playoffs because they need to start like making some like moves to get in the playoffs i mean they've been shit for like like i don't know how many years like a decade now watching basketball when's the last time the kings yeah. made the playoffs 2006 Honestly, what the fuck are they doing over there <laughs> they've had they one all-star in 2006 I, the last time they made the playoffs was 2006 and they've had one all-star since then and that was a disgruntled DeMarcus Cousins, who oh, DeMarcus, also, yeah, ironically, okay. who asked out. Who asked out. Yeah. Well, this happened before, yeah. We're on the same oh. tracks. They got another solid young guy putting up good numbers at the bottom three of the Western Conference. And Honestly, I think he's going to want out, too. I feel, like some, I feel like some of these teams in the West or even in the league just don't care about winning, really. They just go through the process of drafting players, having them develop, trade them, like Timberwolves we were just talking about. I mean, you you can't have every team make the playoffs every year, but team like 2006, bro, like that's four, 15 years now, bro. What? I don't know. You know what's you know what's so funny, bro? Like, look no. at us now, bro. We used to be that team, you know. Hey. Everyone used to rip on us. <laughs> but that's the Nobody difference. Wants to stay there. That's between, the difference yeah. between a good organization and a bad organization. They can take bad situations and with what they're given, maximize their potential and take a team to the playoffs, right? I, Sacramento has have ha, has had better assets than some of these other teams, yeah. like the Grizzlies and stuff, but they're just better run organizations, right? Like we never had a player as good as Demarcus Cousins drafted to the Raptors. You know, DeRozan was good. I think Demarcus Cousins and his peak was even yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. But but the Raptors constructed a team in a way that Grievous Vasquez trade, the Patrick Patterson trade, like looking back at that now that built the team that we had to lead to the championship that's mm-hmm. the difference between a good organization and a bad organization exactly. taking the pieces you have maximizing the possession don't say oh we're small market we can't do it work with what you have it's possible raptors showed that winning culture the thing man, is the raptors about. we had to we, we had to make a like a ownership change gm change right not ownership mm-hmm. that's always mlc gm we had brian colangelo we were just doing the same shit right well that was yeah. yeah. the their owner right Vladi Divac is their GM, so that needs to change. Same thing with the Nets. Remember when that Russian billionaire owned their team? They made the yeah. worst trade ever. Now they have a new system. They got Sean Marks in there. Like That's the first change that Sacramento and exactly. Minnesota needs to look at. That's the first change, right? You can't just expect to get talent, have the same organization that hasn't been working for years and years, and expect something yeah. different. That needs to change. Well, their owner is a brown guy, Vivek something. Vivek Randa. Well, I've heard he's an interesting yeah. character. Yeah, bro. You know, guys, we just care about money, bro. Like... As long as they make the money, bro, <laughs> fuck winning, bro. They don't give a shit. That, that's the issue there. Go get a non-brown guy as your owner. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know, let me just check the Timberwolves to see if they have a brown owner. <laughs> Yo, I'm dying. <laughs> so wait, the problem is that he's a brown guy who cares only about money. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's what it's Yo, all about, bro. He's putting he half the money he earns into, like, his, like, daughter's tuition fund and, like, education <laughs> yeah, like... and all this shit. Like... <laughs> Can't spend anything. Turn the lights off. Can't spend anything. Turn the lights off. Why is the heater at 24 degrees? <laughs> Yo, they, they like put leftover food in the fridge in those little containers and shit. <laughs> this sounds like my dad if you owned an NBA team. 
Yeah, I swear. You imagine if our dads own NBA teams, bro. Imagine what if our dads own NBA teams. It would be like the most, like, like our, our books are going to be league, super bro. good. Cheapest team in the league. Yeah. Super cheap. But like, our finances are going to be top notch, bro. <laughs> bro, I just Googled a picture of him. He looks like the cheapest motherfucker in the league. <laughs> this guy does not give a shit about winning. Hey, hey, Mark, Mark Cuban looks cheap. The dude wears like Walmart t-shirts and shit. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, hey man, you gotta you gotta dig deep to find these things, yo. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying right now, dude. His daughter's kind of cute though. Anyways, oh his daughter my. was kind of cute still. Yo, his daughter's actually cute as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at pictures. She's pretty cute. I'm yeah. not googling that right now. She's doing. She's cute, bro. Look her up. <laughs> I oh kind of went God. off there. <laughs> oh, that's. Uh, All right, so are we calling it here, guys? Let's do yeah, it. I, th- I guess on yeah. that note. <laughs> yeah, on that, that note, note. I'm uh, speechless. Thank you, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys want to hear more about us roasting Sacramento Kings owners and talking about their daughters, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at 3 Men's Zone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at 3 Men's Zone as well. And tune into our next podcast. Who knows who will roast next time. Uh, take uh, it easy, guys. Love, it. <laughs> love you guys. Peace out. Yeah. Bye.